in what I call your soul authority. It's understanding that you have a mandate on your life that is one of a kind. You don't have time to go wasting your time pushing your one of a kindness on other people. That's not your work. Your work is liberating yourself, unlocking yourself, choosing well-being, engaging actively in well-being, engaging actively in your evolution, and allowing all that's meant to be in resonance with that to magnetize towards you. Trust me, it is so magnetic. This is Nicole Sylvester, and you are now listening to Miracle Minded, the podcast, a space for feminine leadership, embodied business, and money as a spiritual practice. This is a safe space to celebrate your bigness, your magnificence, and your mission. Prepare to be expanded. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Miracle Minded Podcast. My friends, I am so grateful to circle up with you here. Today, you are going to get in on the undeniable part two. When I unleashed the first one and we did it, it was really beautiful and there was just so much coming through. So that came through today and it was a powerful conversation. It was a powerful conversation. Now, if you are in my Miracle Minded Facebook group, you can go and watch this and get the full experience for part one and for part two. That's with the meditations and all the things. On the podcast, we clean up and clear out the meditations and things like that and allow you to just listen into the message. So if you're like me, you listen to podcasts while you're driving, while you're moving about, and you're not meditating. (laughs) So if you want that, you can hop over into the Miracle Minded Facebook group. Now, my friends, what I want to share with you is that Soul Authority, my five-week live intensive program, It is a deep initiation into personal power, and really it's unlocking the personal power codes of self-led women. In part one, I introduced what I call the personal power codes. In part two, I went deeper into the societal, cultural, family rule books and where we hold shame, stigmas, guilt, and identity limitations. So I'll let you listen into this and enjoy this episode. I want to invite you, if you're someone that feels really called, to join us for Soul Authority. The other thing I want to let you all know that something really freaking unreal and epic is happening right now. Because I'm so inspired, it's like Leo season is starting. I'm a Leo rising. I just love this time of the year. I feel this fire of transformation and like a feeling that I want to clean things up. I want to tighten up some, you know, containers. I want to clear up boundaries. I want to clear up my communication, the way I'm doing things. It's just a time of evolution. And when I'm feeling this energy, I always want to invite women in to be with me. So of course we have the soul authority journey, but I wanted to sweeten the deal and go deep with some women that are joining Miracle Realm. Miracle Realm is my one year all access immersion And it is literally like everything I'm putting out into the world, paid programs, masterclasses, live intensives like this one where we're just, I'm teaching the whole thing live. There's going to be courses where, you know, you just get access to modules. There are so many new things that are being born. I'm not going to say it yet, but there's something, there's something big coming like right after Soul Authority. And basically you get into all of it at a deeply 
discounted price point. Not only do you get all access to all these programs and masterclasses and digital courses, but you also have an exclusive mentorship experience with me. So that means in the miracle realm, there is one mentorship call a month where all of the members, if they feel called, can ask a question and get guidance and feedback, which is very, very valuable. This adds up over time because over time is how the transformation unfolds through the experience of time. There's also something we're trying out for the next three months, which is a spiritual and somatic call. Uh, We have one coming up this Thursday. In this call, this is where we really work on the nervous system. We're working on the body. We're working on the nervous system so that you can hold greater success, bigger amounts of money, greater challenges, and greater celebrations through the portal and container of your body. Now, beyond that, you have the knowing the experience that you are committed to a one-year conversation, that you are in it for a year. Now, the bonus, though, is until this Thursday, and it's for five women only, and these five women that join are going to get a $10,000 bonus. Not $10,000 cash, $10,000 worth of private coaching. I did something like this. There was even more private coaching involved in the beginning of the year, And it was exciting. And the women that came into my world through this opportunity, they're amazing women, and I'm honored to walk with them. I love seeing them in the realm, but I love working with them individually and just like holding that closer space. But again, this is for the paid in full, and it expires after five women join. So my friends, I'm sending you so much love. I want you to enjoy this episode. What I channeled in this session is truly an initiation into a higher standard not only for like I deserve more, but I'm going to show up as the radical demonstration of a woman in her power. I deserve that. My mother, her mother deserves that. My daughter, my nieces, the women watching me, they deserve it. And I'm going to be that. We get to play in that. And it should feel like ah, liberation. That's what it feels like when you stop living life on other people's terms. When you realize that you've been following guidance and rules set by other people, perhaps people you've never met before, perhaps people that are no longer even alive, and we're just living for the wrong reasons when happiness and well-being are always here for us. So my friends, enjoy, enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. Find people probably for the for the rest of my life, you know, but I think times are going to change by then and we'll all be attuned to this language of our nervous system, the language of our bodies. We are going through this radical shift right now where people are waking up to their body. They're waking up to its wisdom. They're waking up to the language that is emotional, language that is energetic. And as we do this, we have to understand that our body is the instrument that perceives this language, that understands it in ways that our mind does not. And it allows us to bust through the conditioning. So our conditioning is what I want to talk about today. The rule books, the the stories, the identities, the boxes, the things that take us away from our authority. We have to work with the body, the nervous system, and allow the space for us to hear. We've been programmed from an early age. And that's what, that's what was coming through when I was like, I didn't get to talk about this part. I shared my codes, right? These are just my codes. They're codes that I 
recognized, realized, developed over however many years since I've been working on my own self. Not even since I was like, I want to help other women. It was just like, I want to know what it's like to live in my power. I want to know what it's like not to feel so much at suffering, at this like chaotic energy in my mind. I want to feel what it's like to be at peace and presence with myself. That was, that was how I got into this. I just wanted to know what that was like. Like, is that possible in this lifetime? And it was. And as it's guided me, <clears throat> and now I've been guided to help others, and I do, and I walk with other women on their path, what I recognize is like, what is it that allows some women to just own it? And there's this knowing and that when they move, when they create, when they speak, there's like an activation for others. We all have that. I don't feel that people are special. I feel like it's as we're allowing our power out. So I was just having this conversation with my vocal coach. I started doing vocal lessons, not because I dream of being a famous singer, because I surely do not, but it was a ping on my soul. And as I went into the lesson with her and we were doing the breathing exercises and I was allowing my body to get on board and to feel into this expression of allowing such an intimate experience of singing in front of people and allowing myself to express in this way, I felt my entire body just like so much heat and emotion and tingling in my hands and I cried. There was so much that was going on just because it was like another layer of unleashing personal power. It comes in unexpected ways, but it doesn't happen up here. It's like this, this information, we can hear it here, but it has to settle in. So we are so powerful and your power can be revealed in layers, in moments, in ahas, in times where you look back and you're like, holy crap, I, I handled this in a totally different way than I ever would have before. So there's society rule books. There's family rule books. There's specific cultures. There's their rule books too. There's ways that we are taught that it's acceptable to raise children. There's ways that we're taught that it's acceptable to eat or to ways to sleep if you want to be successful. Times to wake up if you want to be successful. Ways that you have to run your business if you want to be successful. The ways that you need to be if you want a man to like you. Ways that you must be if you want a woman to be attracted to you. We're taught all of this information and some of it is very direct teaching like I'm signing up for this course. It's going to teach me how to be more magnetic or how to have a six-figure business. And then there's indirect teachings and indirect programming. Like, you know, you're just scrolling on social media and you see one person that says this thing and it's just like it lands. Whether you recognize it lands or it's just something that you just kind of pick up. Just kind of pick it up. And then there's the ways that you grew up that maybe will speak like that's shameful to be that way. Or you should never tell somebody if that's the experience that you have. You should never speak on that. You should never be this, right? There's so much stigma around certain things like mental health or being emotional or being a single parent or having a divorce or, you know, speaking about your relationship in public. There's, there's so much that's here. And it's our duty it's our responsibility, if we choose it, to begin to ask it questions of it and dismantle it. 
What I found as I've been on my journey is how often I came up against the wall, the little permeable wall, but it was a wall of, am I allowed to do this? Can I really say that? Can I really do that? Can I really be that person? And I had to tune into my inner authority and I labeled it soul authority because I was like, it is an inner authority, but to me, it feels like a soul. It feels big. It feels like it's supersedes any other external guidance system. And then I started to take the rules of the world, not that serious. I mean, of course there's rules that we don't want to do certain things because, you know, a bad thing could happen. And most of them are lined up pretty well with my morals and values that are personal and true for me. But what I believe is that we're all here to be our fullest, highest, truest, shiniest expression. And if that's the case, it's not always going to align with everyone else's expectation because we're all here as one unique individual and we have our own unique flavor of values, of things that stimulate us, excite us, things that we're meant to experience and feel on our life path. And I can give you an example, motherhood. When I, I was raising my daughter and we were going to school and she's going to school and when she started hitting the preteen years, I could see that she was deeply unhappy. But that's what kids do. You go to school, like you have to go to school. You have to go to school. You have to be good at this. You have to pass these tests, listen to the teachers, like do the things. And I could feel that it was going up against my own values. But I also thought, well, what do I know? Because I was raised this way. So I just ignored it. We continued on the journey, maybe two more years. And I could just see that I was like, this is going against my values, which are like happiness and well-being come first, period. Like happiness and well-being are like at the top. But there's the society of you have to do this if you want to ever have a life. You have to do this if you ever want to be successful. You have to do this if you want to be a good mom. So it was bumping up against society's standard of me, of who I need to be and choices I need to make if I want to be a good mom. And of course I want to be a good mom. But there was that feeling. And when the pandemic came, everything started falling apart. And it gave that space of like, wow, what do I really believe about this? And do I want to make a different decision? And I made some decisions that a lot of people were like, what is your daughter going to do? What will you do? Like, what will, th- what will happen? What will happen to her? Like she's not going to survive if we, if we don't go along with this public school system and do the things. And I had to just tune into my soul, into that inner authority. And what I knew is that in our homes and how I want to look back on our lives and how I want to see that I raised my daughter and how I want to make choices from is happiness and well-being. We're not taught to build our life around those pillars. We're taught to build it around sacrifice often and abandoning ourselves. And because of this, a lot of times people are just living in this kind of frequency of settling, sacrifice, and suffering. It could be normalized where it's like, I didn't even know how bad that was. How many of you have ever felt that? Where you didn't even know how bad something was until you actually left it? 
or until you got around other people that were like, oh, hell no, I don't tolerate that. Like, that's not how we live. That's, that's not okay. That's been my journey is like being around people that choose happiness and well-being and live on their terms and being like, oh, we can live like this? <laughs> like, wait, what? We don't have to like call it a vacation. We don't have to wait for this. We don't have to wait for that. We don't have to decide that it looks like this for us to make this much money. We get to just kind of create our own rules. And what I found is that when we do create our own rules and we make them as a locked and loaded, we are in our authority and it is a yes, life reorganizes around us. It reorganizes around us. So just to follow that story of what I shared with my daughter, I decided to pull her out of school and focus on things that she enjoys naturally. Like what lights you up? You want to go to boxing class? Cool. You want to get a job over there? Cool. You want to work on crystals and candle making and, and all this witchy stuff? Cool. That's a path. And if it evolves and changes, whatever you need to support that. Do I want to fight with you and your teachers about you not learning history that was not even real and true? No. Do I feel like that's a value of you? No. It might be absolutely a, a true full body yes for someone else. And I can honor that. And this is the thing about being in your authority. When you're truly in your authority, you trust it so deeply, but you also trust and honor other people's authority. I would never sit down with someone and say, you should eat this way. Did I like six years ago, what I call kindergarten of spirituality? Yes, I did. Because in that time and space, I thought, I just figured this out. You should figure out. It's, it's the best way. Read a book, you go to a class and you're like, you're like, well, you should do this. You should be reading this book. You should be waking up and doing this. You should be doing that. You should. How are we ever going to should someone else, another grown person? Why would we do that? It is a major energy leak. And that's part of one of the multidimensional codes that we do, multidimensional boundaries. But what we have to understand is that in what I call your soul authority, it's understanding that you have a mandate on your life that is one of a kind. You don't have time to go wasting your time pushing your one of a kindness on other people. That's not your work. Your work is liberating yourself, unlocking yourself, choosing well-being, engaging actively in well-being, engaging actively in your evolution. And allowing all that's meant to be in resonance with that to magnetize towards you. Trust me, it is so magnetic. This is different than thinking that you know a thing and you have to force it down other people's throats. Now, this also leads us into this deep trust. It leads into such a deep trust because you have to trust when your soul says this is the way for you, but it does not feel easy necessarily. That's why this path requires so much courage. It requires so much courage because there's going to be moments where you meet people, you speak people, people will ask you questions, people will question what you're doing, people will put down what you're doing, people will think that that's not the way or my way is right because the world is full of people that want to they're they're not secure in their path. They're not secure in their authority. So they're like don't question my authority. I don't, I, everybody should be on my thing. It's right. 
But the true liberation is in allowing yourself to explore your own authority, knowing that it is dynamic. It's not set. It can evolve. Like I was vegan. I was vegetarian. And now I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to eat meat? Let me add more in. If someone doesn't like you or honor you or respect you or meet you and desire to be in harmony with you because you have evolved, bye-bye. But this is where this is where a lot of people are really not ready for this yet. Because it, there's these feelings in that wounding, right? This comes into one of our one of the other authority codes that I'll be teaching is the tending to the wounds. If your wounding is like, but I can't allow that. I'm afraid. That's real. It's there. So there's so much of us that is in dynamic with the world and we are not allowing our truth to be out there because it's bold. It will shake people up. And we don't know if we're willing to watch them go or to watch the things fall away. The things that are held by these little weak threads of in, inauthenticity. So your authentic power, your authentic power is that which is like, it's aligned with your highest path. We can be aligned to absolute crap that makes us feel not great. And you could be living in alignment to that. And how do you know that you're living in alignment to the wrong path? Suffering. And suffering can unfold over time where it's like, I've noticed I wanted to numb more. I noticed I'm kind of checking out more. I noticed that I'm not really allowing myself to fully be expressed. I said I was going to show up this way for my business, but I haven't at all. And really what it comes down to is believing in yourself so deeply. And to me, it's not even when it's in my perspective of this, it's not believing in yourself in the 3D fleshly version of you it's believing in your as a soul in the connection to source in the bigness of you the bigness of you has no time for the smallness it can be with it while it needs it if there's a crying out if there's you know a need that's needing you to tend to it there's those tender parts it's part of the human experience but there's people that get so caught up in their smallness it's just petty stuff Constant, 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 constant. And then they're engaging with other people that are caught up in the smallness, in the petty stuff. And we have to hold a higher standard for ourselves. And I get that not everyone is meant to be at this space. There's a, um, I don't know what we want to call it. It's like a concept called spiral dynamics. And basically it says that there's just portions of people that are living very primal, primal. And they're like, I will kill you for money. I will kill you to survive. There's that. And then there's people that are arguing about their point of views. They're, they're arguing like, I'm right. Think of political parties that are like really at it. People that are like canceling people because they said something about another political party. It's very that. Then there's a next level where it's like, I see you. I honor you. And... I know that my values are this and I trust my values. I trust my path. But we can look where there's so many places where we don't trust that. Well, if we look at women in, in dating, women in relationships, really living in an empowered way, like there's ways that we tend to abandon ourselves so early on. Someone can ask you like, hey, well, do you like this? You really don't like it. You really don't care for it like that. But you're like, oh, well, I want to be 
easy. I want to, you know, I don't want to make a fuss. I'm going to, yeah, fine, let's do it. And then you abandon. It doesn't seem like it's a big deal. Seems harmless. But it's not. Because all of these little things add up to a mega misalignment. And then one one day, four years later, you're like, why doesn't this person give me the things that I want? Why doesn't this person meet me this way? Why doesn't this person see me like I want to be seen? You haven't seen yourself that way. You're not holding space for yourself that way. So to me, this work is like the deep work that women do to initiate into personal power. We've been taught different forms of power. There's power in our sex. Like I watch, I watch my young daughter. She's beautiful. She has a very like, you know, hourglass figure. And I see how just this minor, and I want to tell people, minor, she's a minor. <laughs> Stop looking at her that way. But I just see like, it's just, there's a power. There's this, there's this something to woman just by being woman. And we can know that and we can work with it and we can play with it. And why not? if it feels true. But then there's another power. There's a power where you harness that and then you harness your ability to say yes and no and create just by speaking what is your authority. By asking for what you need. And this throws people off because they're like, I want you to be in that power. Look pretty, look this way, be nice, be quiet. And we're like, actually, we have more to say. We have more to do, we have more to create. And even though people are not quite used to it and people have like this pushback, when a woman speaks up, you're a bitch. You're a diva. You're hard to deal with, but men get to do it. And this is why it takes courage because we have to be the women that are like, here's what feels true for me. And that's where I'm at. We can meet here, we can find harmony here, we can find the agreement, we can sign the contract, we can do the work together, we can build a life together, whatever it is, business, life, parenthood, friendship, everything. Everything is this, this give and take of this level of honoring, but it starts with us. And we have to live in our authority. When we're looking at business, Business, we can make it to $100,000-ish with strategy. And you're like, oh yeah, strategy. Like I needed a strategy to get there. I didn't know that I could upsell a thing. I didn't know that I could get on these recurring payments. I didn't even know what recurring payments are. Like there's these there's strategies. But when you get to about a quarter million dollars a year, it's more than that. This is what so many women don't understand. Women are looking for the how, how do I do it? And it's like, there's no, I'm telling you, I'm in, I've invested so much in myself this year. And what I keep learning more and more is it's not that. I know those strategies, that's cool. Like it's, it's good. You might get a new one here and there. It's this stuff. It's your boundaries. It's your awareness. It's your personal power. It's how well you can hold other people's projections, other people's BS belief systems, other people's, I don't like you, you trigger me. This is real stuff. And if our personal power is not there, we don't make it to where we can see that we're meant to go because there's a path that we must walk. And the path is that like initiating yourself into this personal power. And it looks different for all of us. You know, everyone has our, we have our own things. 
just as we're unique, our fingerprint is unique, just look at it as a reminder as your values are unique. Your experiences are unique. Where you're going is unique. What you're meant to do is unique. And here's the thing that you really have to understand about this and why this is so important. And there's a reason why I keep circling back to this this title. Like I used it in different capacities because the context may change, but soul authority is like you understanding this one of oneness and giving yourself the radical permission and the tool set to really allow yourself to walk your one of a kind path. Think of anyone that you're like, this person is so freaking powerful, impactful in my life. They have walked this path. They've moved through their initiations. They didn't play it safe. They allowed themselves to be cultivated into the container that is their calling. There's a cultivation. There's a stretching. There's a like, holy shift, holy shit kind of moments. There's moments where you meet your power but you have to be willing to need it. How is this landing? Are you feeling it in your body? The places, maybe the conversations, the relationships. So one of the things that's interesting, circling back to my first example, I'm just giving one example that is just like a little taboo for a lot of people. But for me, it was like absolute truth and I had to own it. I noticed that as I went on my journey, there were certain kinds of people, certain kind of groups where it would test my courage, right? So like, let's say if I'm around a big group of people that are academic and they believe that in the world of success, in the world of you being the best human, a worthy human, you have to go to college, that you have to do these things. Meanwhile, I've only going to proper education, the eighth grade, and then I did like a semester or two in a community college. And then I was like, you want me to pay to do math? I hate math. I'm not paying for suffering. I'm not doing this. <laughs> like, and then I went hard self-education, hard self-education. Like I mean, right now this year, $220,000 invested in becoming a more fully expressed version of me. And actually I just joined another one year program and I just took on vocal lessons and I'm doing some other things. So like, it's more than that. But I know that it's like peeling back the layers, peeling back the layers. I could go to college and I could pay for the same education as everyone else is getting, and that's great. Of course, I would be one of one meeting that standardized education. But I wanted to learn what it would be like to really meet the powerful parts of me in a new way. Next level. And that's why I'm big on self-education. So I'm glad this is, this is hitting home. So going back to this example, I was meeting up against these edges of where I was like, well, it's easy for me to tell my best friend who is like me, similar in this like open-minded thinking where we're just like, oh yeah, I'm just, I just decided I don't want to send Chanel back to school. Like I felt into it. We worked through it. We went back to the school and we're just like, this, this isn't it. That was easy telling my family who let me drop out of school and get expelled and all the things when I was at a young age. They don't care, that's easy. It started getting challenging when I was in these groups that I'm in, where I'm around people that are older, people that are very successful, some are even billionaires, and they're just like, oh, well, what's your daughter doing now? Like, oh, where does she go? Is she going to college? What year is she in? What's, and they're talking all this stuff, and I'm just like, we've opted out. We're doing things different. I could feel the parts of me inside being like unworthy, unworthy, like the stories of like feeling this old feeling of where we 
whether we're conscious of it or not, hold shame, hold hiding energy, feel like you want to be and do what the Joneses are doing. Because if I'm not doing what they're doing, then I'm not valuable. But there's a new way. There's a new way. Now, this is to say, again, with the one of one, if I had another child and my, oh, I'll give you an example, my niece. My niece, she works with me right now. She loves school. School gives her so much joy. She had homeschooling when she was staying with me virtual. She would wake up at six in the morning and do it. She would stay up until two in the morning sometimes working on papers. It brought her such great joy. And I was like, I support that. What college do you want to go to? Like, how can I help you? Like, what are we going to do? Like, I'm supportive of that. But you see, it's like understanding someone's unique flow. You cannot give this to a child. You cannot give this to your partner. You cannot honor your clients this way unless you do this with yourself. You have to embody this first. If you're judging yourself, making yourself right and wrong, making yourself holy, unholy, making yourself worthy, unworthy, you're going to do it to your people, whether you know you're doing it or not. And this is where it's always us first. You are the primary relationship. You are the primary being. So it's how deeply can you meet yourself this way? And I will tell you this, that if you decide that you are going to deeply meet yourself this way and in this lifetime, you want to live liberated this way, you want to know what it's like. You're going to see characters in your life change and you have to be okay with that. And that's why code number three, I think it's three, is trusting life's mystery, the art of letting go. Characters are going to change. You're going to change. You have to let go of you. That's sometimes it's so hard grieving you. But just like when your children grow up for all the mamas in here, it's like, how, how are you this, how are you this being now? You were this little being that loved everything I said. You were so tiny, cute. Like now you're, now you don't even want to, you want me to stay out in the car while you go to Shake Shack because you like the Shake Shack guy? What the hell? Like there's shifts, there's changes, things happen. So, and I know a lot of you are mamas and you know, we have to mother ourselves, whether you have a child or not, you know, it's like, even when you have a mother, we all have mothers, obviously, um, biological moms, you know, we have other moms too, but like to mother, some of us needed to learn a new way of mothering ourselves. And that's the thing with soul authority. It's like, you become your safe space. And when you are your safe space, the world can shake you up maybe for a bit but not that long because you know who you belong to. You know who you are and you're not available for that. So you just find your way back to your safety. You find your way back to your power. You find your way back. And we have to understand how important we are. This is also holding yourself sacred and holding yourself at such great level of self-importance. When if we look at our businesses, I can tell you by looking at someone's business, do they think they're important or not? So easy. How often do you show up for yourself? How do you sell your stuff? Some people are so uncomfortable. If someone needs something or shares something that makes me think that they could benefit from something I have, of course I'm going to share it. I have a whole plethora of videos of creations that can speak to someone's soul in a way that would remind them of things. Just like so many women and men have done that for me, 
and I binged on their content. I've invested in their content. I read their books. I have books with me right here on my, uh, here on my trip. Like we are medicine for each other. But if you don't know you're important, you're not going to show up for it. You're going to hide. You're going to see everyone else is important. Everyone else is valuable. Everyone else is worthy. And you will be in the sidelines of life just thinking that there's going to be one special day where you can come out and own your power. And it doesn't work like that. There's no event that's like, you're ready now. There's things that will come and to be birthed through you at different frequencies and at different point of views and different ways of living and being. Just like this conversation right now, like this soul authority, I was going to write a book, soul authority, because I was like, I love this conversation. Maybe I still will. You never know. But then I was just like, "Mm, that's not my next book. Like I felt it, but it's not it. Like I have to know. I know by the feeling. And then time came and I was like, it's going to be a program. When will it be? And then even as it was about to be, I could feel a little resistance. Like, am I ready for the conversation? And then I was like, yes, you're ready for the conversation. Let's go. (laughs) Like, let's get. And see, even as I jump into the conversation, uh, what was it, Monday or Tuesday? I can't remember, but I think it was Monday. There was more that was coming through. I've I've opened the door. The door is open. The channel is open. This information is here. And then we continue it through the soul authority journey. This conversation is important. I know some of you have worked with me when it comes to money. I know some of you have worked with me when it comes to business. And of course, this kind of talk is sprinkled into everything I do. But this conversation that's about to go down in soul authority to me is like the foundation of all of the things just unlocking and popping open. It's just, it changes things in such a fundamental way that it's big. And there's going to be all kinds of conversations. I can feel... I'm already like, this is out in the world. People are joining me for this. And already I'm like, oh, I'm going to have this next. (laughs) Like, this is how my mind works. But for now, here we are. And there's so much. But I feel like no matter what I share, no matter what I put out, from well-paid woman to a book writing course, like all these things, we have to know who we are. We have to have, like, the tools to meet ourselves in this powerful way and to meet others and to be able to hold our authority and our emotional intelligence, and our power in all of those dynamics. And when we do, we are literally vibrating differently. Our frequency shifts, our attraction point changes, and then life around us begins to reorganize. It's not outside. It's us. And that's our work. We could think that if we did a thing, if we got a funnel, if we got a billboard, if we hired this person, if we did that thing, if someone just did the work for me, I would be where I want to be. But it doesn't work like that. We have to do our work first. And as we do our work, we set the table. We make the preparations. We're built for it. We're made for it. We're designed for it. The fact that you're even in this conversation is like, your soul is like, it's, there's something. I'm ready to clean things up. I was telling my mentor this today. I was like, there's just something about this season. I just want to tighten things up and clean things up and just everything that was no that was once working, we're just cleaning it up and tightening it up. And then she's like, well, the doors of evolution are wide open. And I was like, yes, they are. This is like where it's at when we're willing to strengthen our boundaries, clarify who we are, be unavailable for the petty stuff, be unavailable for the smallness and to lead ourselves into new territory with great willingness with an open heart. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's time for you to shine your light and let your heart be felt by those around you. 
I don't want you to forget that you are a miracle. If this episode inspired you, please share with someone you love. One simple share can open up a brand new world for someone and you hold the power to spark that. If you haven't already done so, I'd love to have your review on this podcast. Your reviews and ratings of this show mean the world to me. Take a moment to leave your review on iTunes and send a screenshot to my team at support at nicolesylvester.com and we'll send you a gift of gratitude. Until next time, tune into your miraculous nature and lead with your heart. You are needed.